welcome to Nausea Reviews. This is Brian, your host, and today we're going to look at Decoys 2, Alien Seduction, which has, other than some returning cast, two people in it that are important to me. We got Tobin Bell and Dana Meyer. Now, for some of you, you'll know that Tobin Bell is Jigsaw, and Dana Meyer was a cop in a couple of the Saw movies. She got done dirty in those movies. She had the, uh, stick your hand in acid to get the key chest rip fatality. But around here at Naja Reviews, we don't care about Saw. The first one was all right, and then it just got too stupid for me. So if you want to see something that's actually good by Tobin Bell, or with Tobin Bell, watch the first episode of the Creepshow series on Shudder. It's the one that he's in is based on a Stephen King short story that I just went through in Audible. It's on one of the Graveyard Shift and other stories to tell on Night Shift. That one's pretty good. It's a pretty good adaptation. And we're going to call Dana Meyer Diz or Dizzy for this because she will always be Dizzy from Starship Troopers to me. Never mind why it stuck so much. There's a shower scene. You can figure it out. (laughs) So I still wouldn't consider this movie objectively a good movie. It's kind of mediocre at best, but the not rational part of my brain says, compared to the first one, this one's amazing. Not only did they take the melodrama music and the oh blah blah crap out of it, so basically the part that I didn't like the most, they took that out. And like the side thing, like the the um, talent show that was there to fill time, that kind of stuff's not in here. They do have like a side plot that is literally just there for one reason and one reason only, but we'll get to that later. They also added more decoys or the aliens. There's more aliens. They show the aliens more non-female version. So this one's actually, this was fun. The music is still shit, but it's real fun. They made some changes that I'm going to go over now so I don't have to explain them through the overview because it's not really that much of a spoiler anyways. Actually, we can just call this the spoiler talk now. I give you a synopsis, but it's literally the same as the other one that I said in the previous episode, minus the melodrama. It's Canadian species. It's all we got. So in the first one, when you watch it, you kind of assume that they have some sort of hypnotic thing over the men because of how they all fall over them. Like a little bit more than just a real hot shit. And this one, they confirm that. If they look into your eyes, they hypnotize you. And they can do this thing where they'll be dressed in whatever your fetish is, I guess. Or like whatever you think is the hottest look for a woman, they transform their clothes into that. When I first saw that, I'm like, this is really dumb. And then I remembered when they wigged out into their alien form. Most of them had bras on still, and the bras disappeared. So I still don't like it, but the rationalization stands. If they could do it with their bras in the first one, why can't they change their clothes in this one? Other than that, they did a great job. It's still a mix of practical and CGI, which I can understand with a low-budget movie. When they could do practicals convincingly enough, they did them, and I appreciate that. So let's get into the overview. This one I don't really have any big changes I would make, other than the subplot's kind of annoying, just because of the genre of movie that this is supposed to be. I'll talk about that when we get there. It doesn't take too long to get to that point. So, we open on a car, and I bet you can't guess what's happening in that car. If you guessed a hot blonde chick trying to have sex with some guy, you'd be correct. So, also, because I forgot to mention this earlier, they show way more boobs in this one from different girls, so... Remember the complaint from the first one? That's not here anymore. Shh. 
it's okay. But anyways, there's no nudity in this part of the scene, or this part of the movie. But they're making out in the car, and then a cop stops them, and since it's a Canadian cop, he's just like, you guys all right? And everybody's like, yeah, we're here on purpose. And then he's like, okay, bye. I feel like here, the cop would tell us to leave and say, if you're still here when I come back around, you're getting booked. But this is a movie about sexy aliens, so that's not a thing. And the cop is visibly shaken by how hot she is. He's a chubby guy. Probably doesn't get a lot. And then you know what happens next. He gets tentacle iced inside the car. Because it doesn't bother me now like it bothered me in the first one. Because we already know that they're aliens. So there's no buildup. If they wouldn't have showed it, I'd have been upset. Because this is a sequel. Then we get to the title card. And Tobin Bell is an instructor at the college. And he's talking about evolution. And his class is so on the nose it hurts. But Tobin Bell is so amazing at everything that he does. It doesn't even matter. I believe that he knows that stuff, even if he doesn't. Then we have two students talking. I actually learned some of the names of the characters in this one, so it's not just going to be like friend guy and girl person. So our main character, quote unquote, is Sam. He's a virgin, because you gotta have virgins in this movie. And he's BFFs with Stephanie. And Stephanie wants to bang Luke, who's the main guy from the first one, played by the same actor. (laughs) And Luke is a grad student. I've been... To big boy college before he's the teaching assistant basically so then luke's looking out the window after the introduction of him and he sees what he thinks is constance from the first one and he looks again and it's well before he looks again he's looking out the window then we get a flashback of constance this movie has i'm gonna say not too many flashbacks but some of them don't make sense because he'll be talking about what he saw and it'll be of annoying guy in the mausoleum, which he didn't even see that. It could have just flashed to like when what's her face, Lily got hit by the fire and transformed in front of him. That could have been the flashback, but I don't know. Just a little tiny gripe. He looks back and it's not Constance. These two friends are talking shit to each other. And that's the kind of friendship I like where they can give each other shit and laugh it off. He's And then he goes to his dorm room that has like 37 roommates in it feels like it's like four but that seems like a bit much and this is the part of the movie that i don't like they have a there are a bunch of virgins except for like one of them and they're like we all need to score by the end of the year type of situation so they have one of those dumb competitions where it's like let's try to score with every chick as many chicks as we can and we'll have a point system and it's like this movie didn't need that but I don't know. If this was a college sonar comedy or something like that, I'd be okay with it. But this purpose literally... The purpose of this is literally for something later on that they probably could have wrote differently. So every time it cuts back to them talking about this stupid competition, it's like, can we get back to the aliens, please? Or Luke freaking out because he's a psycho. Because I like Luke in this movie more than I liked him in the first one. He just needs to calm his shit down. We'll get to why right now. Because we cut over to uh, Luke seeing his therapist, who's Dana Meyer, a.k.a. Dizzy, and she's like the worst therapist ever, but hey. He's talking about the aliens, and he half believes the aliens, and he half doesn't, and she just hands him some pills because she's a movie therapist that just has pills because prescriptions aren't real. So he half believes, half doesn't. And then we go back to the stupid competition where they flush it out more. They don't care. There's no reason to care. Uh, We go back to the cop who stops one of the hot chicks. Predictably, he gets iced. Then they set up this competition because there's a a party at a bar. And and I'm not going to lie to you. 
these acting these people acting like virgins have more game than I do, and it's really sad. And they still get rejected. Well, one of them gets rejected because he tries to hit on a lesbian. Sam doesn't even want to participate in this stupid competition. Probably why I like him. He is blind, though. We'll get to that. Um, not physically blind, but he doesn't see that Steph wants his wants to jump his bones, and she wants to jump his bones hard. You get to see boobs get flashed, so that's kind of fun. And one of the roommates, I think his name is Nick, he gets uh, he gets laid. But we cut to Luke, and Luke basically thinks that Steph is Constance because he's having uh, hallucinations and stuff, and he jumps her, and he's like, Constance! <laughs> and she's like, that's not my name. And he's like, I'm sorry I scared you. And Steph wants to bang Luke as well. Luke's pretty hot. I don't blame her at all. <laughs> but then he starts talking about what happened before and how Constance was bad, even though I'll explain later what I just almost said right now. But we learn that uh, Constance is the leader now of the decoys. She's telling them what to do. She's like a doctor in the same hospital that Diz works at, and she has a dumb name. Her name is Constance Snowden, and I don't like those kind of puns. It's like in Jack Frost when they're in the county of Snowmanton. It's like, calm it down, please. But we learn that the reason that Luke survived the first movie is because he was emotionally attached to Friend Girl, which I didn't look back to see her name because it's the only time she gets brought up. So his body cooled down slower because he wasn't a horny jackrabbit. He was trying to make love. And that's why V-Card almost lived in the first one. But they're like, take it slow, and then nobody ever takes it slow in this movie. It's like, why say it if you're not going to do it? At least they got big boobs this time, but they don't comment on their big boobs. Don't know why that's a pet peeve of me. So they don't believe that Nick got laid. I believe that Nick got laid. (laughs) But they don't. So then they think of video on a phone. So they have to videotape the act to get a point. And the only reason that this stupid sex competition is in this movie is because they needed that video evidence to convince this group of friends later that the decoys are real. That's the only reason that it's in here. They could have wrote some other way to do that. Just saying. My two cents. Uh, this is where you... Then you get to see the magic close power on one of the, the virgins. He wusses out, and he's not looking her in the eyes. And apparently if you look him in the eyes, they can hypnotize you. Because he's so nervous and, like, jumpy. And I get it. This guy's a tech nerd. And literally the hottest chick he's ever seen showed up in the clothes that he fantasizes about, which is a bodysuit leopard print. I believe that that's tacky, but that's just me. It's not my fantasy, in other words. Then we cut to Tobin Bell's office, and Constance confronts Tobin Bell about Luke. Talks about a psychotic break, and Tobin Bell is all on Luke's side. He's like, he's very intense, but he's a hard worker. I've never seen anything unstable with him. But Connie's like, can we uh, keep this between us? And then we cut to a guy that I wrote down his name, but I can't remember where I put it. Steiner. That's what it is. So we get Steiner here, and this scene is, it's kind of funny. So Steiner is buddies with Sam, and he barges in on this thing. This whole stupid subplot blows up into everybody knows about it, so everybody's going to participate in it. It's one of those kind of things. But it doesn't really go anywhere, so it's kind of pointless. But he, this is something that people thought was real, and it's not. Pheromones to attract chicks. Some people think it's real, and other people think it's fake. But 
here's the thing. If you don't have human sex pheromone, it's not going to work. You know where human sex pheromones come from? Glands in your ass. So think of that next time you have this dumb thought. So he sprays synthetic bull pheromone all over his body. And I'm talking like he sprays enough. They're in a library, a giant library at college. He would have smoked out that entire library with as much of this shit as he sprayed on himself. He gets... He starts talking to this chick, and he gets rejected by this chick, because she's a annoying vegan, and he stinks. Probably should have led with that lady. She's about throwing up the whole time. One of the decoys come in and seduces him, and if you have the subtitles on, she says, just, the word come is spelled wrong in the subtitles. I'm gonna leave it at that. So, he sets up the phone, and they keep coming up with stupid excuses, like, I'm putting it on silent. I'm turning it off. And these aliens are smart enough to take over the world, but they're dumb enough to not realize that everybody's full of shit. But it's a cold snap, so the phone starts to freeze, so they barely get any evidence of the tentacle part. But Sam realizes he's in trouble, and he goes and finds him, because he's watching the video, because he thinks it's weird. And he sees, like, little tentacly things, or what looks weird. And when they tentacle out, they turn into decoys at this point, like, out in the open. Like, it's not just tentacles. They actually turn into the decoys, and they show them way more than they did in the first one, and it's great. They look better in the first one, but I'll take that because they show them more in this one. Sam goes to save Steiner, and he's freezing on a pole. And by the time he gets the cops to come, Steiner's gone. They got him. They didn't just leave him there like they did with the first guy and the cop. Because Constance is smarter in this movie than she was in the first one. She's posing as a doctor. She's got to be. So Luke is studying his drawings of the decoys because he has drawings of them. And Tobin Bell comes in and he takes a couple of the painting or a couple of the drawings. He's like, these are amazing. It's like perfect. And so he can study. Then we go to one of the other roommates and he's about to score. Or I should say the decoy is about to score. But he turns on a heater and it burns her. And they keep saying they're allergic to heat. And it's like, it kills them because their body can't handle the heat. That's not being allergic. That's like you going into a 400 degree oven and acting like you're allergic to heat. Nope, you just get cooked easier. I'm a weirdo, and that kind of shit bothers me. It's like calling a venomous snake poisonous. Fucking hate it. Now, this is where Steph starts starts to be weird. She's acting more and more like a decoy. And it's it's strange because she starts coming on to Sam hard, like out of the blue. And during all this stuff, some random guy that we see in the background earlier gets iced. But Sam's starting to put things together. And now he's paranoid of most people. So Sam and Luke decide to snoop in Luke's room. And they find the draw- drawings everywhere. And his room is extra hot because that means no decoys can come get him while he's sleeping. Luke is in the library looking or mapping uh, the deaths around campus, and he starts to find a pattern. Connie's uh, watching him, but she's pretty stealthy in this movie. Then she goes and meets up with uh, Tobin Bell again, and she's got a pretty sexy necklace on. It's pretty amazing. She's also dressed really sexy, because you know what's happening next. We don't get to see it, but you know what's happening next. Luke goes back to Counselor Diz, and he starts to think she's one of them. And this is one of those things in movies that's really annoying, because we're supposed to think she's one of them too. She's wearing a shirt that is showing a little bit of her belly. Now, all Luke would have to do is lift it up and be like, just show me your belly button and we'll be good. See the belly button, know that she's not one. It's like tension in a movie for no reason. I understand that she might say no to that, but if it's literally the only thing that'll calm him down in the moment, I'm pretty sure she would have done it. She seems like a nice person. She's just trying to help. I mean, we learn that later. Right now, we're supposed to think she's a decoy. Spoilers! She's not. 
So Sam confronts Luke and Luke just slams his ass up against the table or up against the wall. And he's like, are you fucking with me? You need not be fucking with me. And Sam's like, no, no, I, I need to talk to you about this. Then Luke finally sees Constance and goes to attack her. And Sam plays it totally cool. He's like, I don't know what he's talking about. If Luke would act like this, he wouldn't be in the psych ward at all, ever. Just play it cool. Especially if you know that you're not crazy. But whatever you're saying is crazy, act like it's not real. So you're not in the psych ward. That way you can be stealthy. It's one-on-one shit here. But Diz comes to the rescue and is like, we're going to give him a sedative. Please don't press charges. But Sam's like totally on board now. He was just playing it cool in the scene. This is where I was like in my head. For the last time, Luke, play it chill. Because Diz is talking to him while he's restrained to the table. Or at least sedated on the table. It's like if you would just chill out, you could do this. But Sam decides to act like a janitor and uh, bust Luke out. This is where the friends are reviewing stuff and seeing that girls are being weird. And and they start to uh, believe him. Like, especially the nerd, the computer nerd guy. He gets hit on by this super hot chick that should definitely have been a decoy. And I'm pretty sure she has a Master Sword necklace. But that's beside the point. She's like, you know what they say about guys with big screens? And he's like, um, um, what? They got big keyboards. But then she opens the window because she's hot. And then this guy believes enough to be like, nope, you're an alien. And he freaks out on her. And she's like, you're a fucking psycho. And then you see her belly button. And you know that she's not. It's just a funny scene, but makes sense. I liked it. Now Steph made her hair blonde, and she's coming on to Sam so hard, it hurts to watch. And she's like, it's hot in here. I want to go outside in the cold. Let's dance outside in the cold. And Sam's like, I need to see your goddamn belly button. It's way more drawn out than I just said it, and it's way funnier. And then Luke runs around the corner, and he's like, you got a belly button. You're not one of them. And then Sam gets bitch slapped because... She thinks she's getting played. The friends come in because Nick is being attacked now. And they saw it on the computer. And she thinks they're talking about him banging. And it's like, no, there's aliens. And and Nick is like, he has the tentacle. And he's like fighting with it and all this stuff. And this gets all of the friends on board that there's aliens. And it's a good thing they got Sam on board. I said Sam there. I meant to say Steph. I don't know why they decided to have two S names, but yeah, I misspoke. Because Sam can tell the difference because she is not hypnotized by their bullshit. And she can point them out in the crowd, which would have been better if that would have been done earlier in the movie. And that's how they picked them off more stealthily. But we're at the end of the movie now, so it's all guns blazing. And they scare them all off. And then they get a bunch of hairspray and Zippos and Motov cocktails and torches. And they're like, they probably went to the hospital. Let's go to the hospital. And in succession, they split up. Sam and Steph are like, if we don't make it out of here, let's get together. Or if we do make it out of here, let's get together. I like you like you. I don't just like you. And then they agree. And it's kind of a cute moment. But they get in there and they start blowing up decoys. Fire here. Flare to the back there. We get to see a new looking decoy. Oh, and through all this... Diz tries to stop him, and then she sees one of them, and she's like, holy fucking shit, they're real. So she starts to help. But we see one that is taller than the rest, and has uh, red accents, and it looks really cool. And this one can talk in alien form. Most of them couldn't really talk. And this is Connie Prime, or Constance Prime. Connie from the first movie was a clone of this one, and this one's the leader. And she puts up way more of a fight than the little friends did. But they finally get the upper hand blow her up, and then they find all the dead bodies. We get to see Tobin Bell reenacting Saw, but colder. We get to see all uh, some of their friends that were there. 
And then, this is a weird change that I didn't like. Remember in the first one, part of it I liked and part of it I didn't like. Remember in the first one where V-Card had the little spiders come up through his mouth from his chest and then, like, come out and pop? Well, now the chest splits open, which I don't like. I liked it better when they came out of the mouth. Just because I wanted Constance from the first movie to not be evil. It's the only reason. But in this one, the chest splits open and this nasty tentacle thing comes out and jumps at the screen and everybody screams. And it's like one of those funny horror movie endings where it says the end maybe and it's unfortunate because i would love a three i like this movie so much more than the first one and i liked the first one but it's a cgi thing that pops out of the guy's chest but i like that it resembled tentacles because the whole thing with this is tentacles and i can't tell if it's a hybrid it's got to be a hybrid right i want to see what that thing looks like grown up if it's a boy or a girl i don't care I want to see what it looks like growing up. I really wish it would have made one, but this was in like 2007. Pretty sure they're not making a new one. But that was the overview and review of Decoys 2. If you had any thought, if you listened to the first one or the previous episode on the first one, that you might find it enjoyable, you will find this one much more enjoyable. We already have it set up. There's Alien. Luke's a psycho from the start. It's much, much more fun. And I don't really have anything to add on to the end of this one, because I don't have anything else to bitch about. I just really liked it. With that being said, if you like the intro and outro, hit up the link in the description. And I've been Brian from Nausea Reviews. I hope you all have a wonderful week. I'll see you next time. Well, I'll talk to you next time. Haven't decided on what I'm going to watch. If you go on my Twitter, I post which the next movie that I'm going to cover after I watch it for the first time with my random first, like, one sentence long impressions of the movie. That being said, last time I'm going to say it, bye.